Valdosta, Georgia. This is Let's Talk Valdosta, a podcast about all things City of Valdosta. From new programs to events, interviews with small business owners, and engaged citizens, this podcast brought to you by the City of Valdosta Public Information Office. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to our first official episode of Let's Talk Valdosta. It's a brand new um, all things Valdosta podcast done by the City of Valdosta Public Information Team and my name is Ashlyn Johnson. I'm the Public Information Officer. I'm joined by Marcus McConico. He is our media coordinator. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. We've been talking about this podcast. Finally glad to get it started. And Vanessa Armenta, she is our Public Information Specialist. Thank you, Ashlyn. I'm excited to be here as well. And so we're just trying to start this podcast. They seem to be the way of the world right now. So um, I know I enjoy listening to them. So we're just trying to reach a new audience. And we finally got this off the ground. So we hope you enjoy it. Um, we'll start our podcast with a news in two. So I know everybody was super excited about the food truck event, and we are so sorry we had to cancel it for March um, just due to weather and the possibility of severe weather. We always have to be mindful of that when planning an outdoor event. Um, So we are going to just kick it off in April. So everybody mark your calendars for April 15th. I know it's a little while wait, but I promise it will be worth the wait. We are very, very excited to bring that back for the upcoming season. It'll run through November. Yeah, we can never predict the weather, but really excited about April. Yeah. Another exciting upcoming event that we have is the county and city public works departments are partnering up to host a free tire recycling event for city and county residents. It's going to begin on March 22nd and run through April 9th. Residents can drop off tires Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. until 5 p.m. at Lowndes County Public Works. Um, now, the tires have to be regular size car and truck tires, and um, they can't be on a rim. No tractors or semi-truck tires will be accepted, and um, no businesses are permitted to bring their tires to the event. Um, but residents can drop off up to 200 tires per household. So it's a really great way for us to kind of clean up the city, and then it's also a good outlet for everyone to just get rid of those old pesky tires that are just sitting in your garage. Yeah, we have a lot of people always reach out and ask what to do with tires and Sometimes they end up in places that they shouldn't, so this is a great opportunity. Please take advantage of it. Yep, and in April, we will begin, Main Street will begin um, Maker's Market, April 10th. Um, We're all looking forward to Maker's Market coming back. It's a great event downtown. It will be second on the second Saturday of each year all the way to December. And um, even in the, those fall months when we typically don't have Maker's Market, this year we're going to have themes each month. And that's what they're telling me from the Main Street office. Yeah, so I know December is always a fun time because it'll be themed around the holidays. So, um, But I know in November they always push early shopping. So that, that will be an event that you'll want to mark your calendar for. And we'll have more on events in our next episode. But we're going to wrap up that for now and introduce our guests. <laughs> All right, so we had to bring, like, the best guest possible for the first episode because it, it just has to be the best. So we brought our Main Street team. That's us. Just to talk about all things downtown. That's what we're here for. Right, Ellen? That's right, Rachel. So Ellen Hill, our Main Street director, and Rachel Thrasher is the Main Street program coordinator. Program, is that your title? That's my title. I mean, I think your unofficial title now is 
MVE, Most Valuable Employee. According to the Valdosta Lowndes County Chamber of Commerce, yes. And Ellen. <laughs> Congrats, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, so I think we all were kind of just having a conversation about how much downtown has grown in the past couple of years. And that can present some changes. Um, but I think one thing that we've noticed is Ashley Street seems to be the place to be right now. Um, lots of events, lots of things going on. So historically, Patterson Street's kind of been the street that everybody wanted to be on. And um, there wasn't as many opportunities for p- businesses to move there as there was Ashley Street. Because it was kind of, it wasn't forgotten, but it was just a little bit slower pace, I guess. But um, we had to field some phone calls and... Um, the businesses on Ashley were thrilled, thrilled, um, and they've really been thrilled about every weekend, but First Friday particularly in February, um, they were packed, so they were excited. Yeah, that's good, and I think um, one thing we've seen, too, and we'll probably address this with some marketing campaigns, mm-hmm. step, out step out and walk around downtown. <laughs> it was something real corny and cheesy, Yes, but we're going to nail we got to remember that, um, but just trying to let people know that we have so much parking opportunities downtown yes and it's really good because ellen knows the ins and outs of all the parking in that situation so tell us the parking ellen (laughs) (laughs) so historically um in downtown you know people think that just because you can't park in front of a front door entrance to a business that there is no parking and that is very not true um so there are plenty of parking options in our downtown in fact we have ample parking according to lots of studies that we have and i know that is not the funnest topic in the world but um just know that we have plenty of parking for everyone that wants to come downtown and hang out or work or shop or just go get a bite to eat um we have um two large large public parking lots that are are there for everyone and then of course on street parking if you want to brave the parallel parking situations in our downtown but if you're a pro at parallel parking there's there's plenty out there there is and i think um, we kind of did some campaigns early on when Rachel and I first got here, probably in 2018, and we walked from what the pub. We walked no, we walked from the brewery to Blue Pub. Brewery to Blue Pub, not even an issue. Not an issue at all. And in fact, since then, DOT has put in crosswalks and yes. crossing lights there, so yes. it's even easier now. Yeah, and it was like, it was under 10 minutes, six minutes from yes. Georgia Beer to Blue Pub, and we had ample time to have wonderful conversations and see things we had not seen before i know it was great it was because that's what downtown's about yes but i think you know in 2021 y'all are going to try to introduce some new events and stuff so people just need to know that those options are out there if you come downtown you can't find a spot right in front we promise there is one just around the corner if you go park in a lot so in a parking lot yeah where are those lots so um, we have uh, one on either side on the east-west side of downtown. So there's one in Tomb Street Park, what we call Tomb Street Parking Lot. There's another one on Mackey Street. And then, of course, we have all of our on-street parking. Um, there's a few spaces in Max Park. So that's on our eastern side of our downtown. Um, and then, of course, you know, there's all of the institutional parking. So City Hall, um, the Lowndes County Courthouse, the tag office, uh, after hours, those are always open to the public as well. And then we just have that new um, space that we have acquired just south right. of uh So if anybody Hill. is aware of the Doherty service station, which is actually on Hill Avenue, but at the corner of Hill and Tomb Street, um, they actually own a parking lot that has about 50 spaces in it. And um, that has been leased by our downtown development authority. So there is extra parking now. Wow, plenty of options. Yes. Lots of options. Yes. And you've probably lived in 
some bigger cities where you're probably more used to walking, Vanessa. Yes. Um, The downside to that is that a lot of those lots have to be paid for. So it's really nice to see these public lots that you really don't have to worry about that when you want to go for a night out because it gets expensive enough to shop. To add parking on top of it. It's just, it's nice to have that free option. Agreed. Free is always great. I mean, I love downtown Nashville, Tennessee, but it's 20 bucks to park there. Yeah. All the public lots where here we have entertainment, food, and you get to park for free. Yeah, but I think it's also important to point out if you're going to be here, like we want you here and we want you to come and want you to stay for as long as you want to. But, you know, it's important to try to point out the there is it is two hour parking um, on those parallel spots. Those are for people who are coming down to grab a bite and then heading out really not for people who are down here all day. Um, try to utilize those parking lots for that. Um, the two hour parking is those, those spots. If you look at it and, and Ellen can tell you more, cause I really just listen to what she says and, and go off of that. But um, there's monetary value to those parallel spots and those spots are worth a certain amount of money for the retail and restaurant businesses in downtown. And when you have somebody parking and taking up a space, for example, when you have somebody parking and taking up a space in front of the flower gallery and the flower gallery serves can serve X number of customers in X number of time. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. But um, again, like as as we grow and those are things that we're going to have to think about. They're things that our locals are going to have to think about and our visitors as well. Um, but we want people to know that there's going to be plenty of parking and that's always going to be something at the forefront that y'all are monitoring and making sure we keep up with as far as events go and just regular business right well and also um you know as we grow the the demand for parking is going to go up hopefully i mean that's kind of the goal the end goal in downtown and so um you know we're always looking at options uh, for the future for you know possibly parking decks or adding other parking options so um you know just stay tuned and if it gets to where we need to add more parking we definitely are going to look at that but a little walk and never hurt anybody. It absolutely does not, especially after you have a really good meal at a restaurant downtown. You probably need to walk it off a little bit. Yes. Speaking of fitness, I'm excited for when we have this amphitheater and we maybe can do some like fitness in the park, yoga in the park. Stay tuned for that. Lots of options. Yes. That's a that's a big thing. And I think a lot of people on social media were super excited to see that kind of come to fruition. So we'll make sure to keep everybody updated about that project. Um But I think one thing that I've noticed and I've heard a lot of people talk about is just, you know, again, going back to the growth, but growth within a a time that, you know, was uncertain and in the middle of a pandemic, we still saw businesses open their doors and we've already seen businesses open their doors in 2021. Um, So I think y'all are still, you still got the ball rolling, but some of those new businesses such as Good Coffee, um, Stylish Southern and Sassy, Moe's, I mean, those are all doing really really well yes we opened about five businesses in our downtown even during a pandemic so um i mean you know i think that those numbers can attest that even though you know business wasn't amazing we're still growing i'm sure people ask you but what's the secret how do you attract like well i mean what is it how do you attract people do you just make it a destination you make people want to open i think when you do anything that can bring feet on the street people business owners aren't going to move into an empty area they're not going to move into a shopping center where they're the only people they're not going to move into a mall when there's no foot traffic like they're not going to move open they're not going to invest their money somewhere where there's not people because at the end of the day people are what support these businesses so 
I think when when we kind of decided to step up the game and start adding new things and really generating some interest, new interest, um, and we brought people and social media game took off, businesses started paying attention. And I think once you start paying attention, it's easy to see that downtown is, is really the place to be, in my opinion. Well, I've had a couple of interviews with some of the newer business owners that have opened their doors during the pandemic. And a lot of the response that I get when I ask why downtown is they say that they notice that it's growing and it's flourishing and it's the place to be. And they love adding to that that area, the excitement. And um, they're also really excited about the historic part of it. Well, they're able to maintain this historic part of the city while bringing new and interesting ideas to this spot. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think so. And I and I, I made mention of this last week at something else, but um, and I've said it to all of y'all a time or two, and I think y'all have probably said the same thing. But it's real easy to pull off of seventy five and run through a Wendy's or run into Walmart and pick something up or run, you know, anywhere. Um, those are brands that we all recognize that we all know and we're familiar with. So that that makes traveling and that sort of thing easy, but when you start getting down and like defining what a community is and what it's made up of and the people that it's made up of, you won't find that in big brands because those are everywhere. But what you are going to find is the real DNA of a community. What really makes it up is the core and the small businesses and the local people and the local names. And when you can, when you can pull traffic off of 75 traveling through or 41 or wherever they 84, it doesn't matter and they decide to come downtown, they're gonna really learn about what Valdosta is. And really a lot of people fall in love with it because it's fun and it's cool and it's unique. It is, and it's, I mean, us just doing some stories downtown and getting to know some of the business owners, they really are like a tight-knit group. I mean, I know they all have different businesses and you know different avenues that they're trying to go down to make their business successful but they're all willing to work together so that's the coolest thing i think just seeing that collaboration is pretty cool yeah it's an eclectic group of people but they all have a common goal absolutely i mean the more people they bring they help each other out and and one thing i like about our downtown is the variety of things that are down here there's shops that that are that are geared to a certain group there's shops that are geared to another there's restaurants for at all levels and it's just it's just a nice place to be and much different than it was 15 years ago yeah how do you keep that going in 2021 i'm sure that's a popular question y'all have that grant that grant that you just got that'll help with marketing right yeah so uh, new events too right right yeah so so uh rachel's really great at the social media game so um, I think that just making sure that the public knows what's going on. I mean, I think telling our story is the most important thing and telling the stories of, of everyone who's down here and what their businesses are and, um, you know, just kind of what's happening down here. Not only that, but just having some fun events. Um, I mean, we we have figured out that the food trucks work. People love to eat, come and eat. And then, that you know, in turn, they can come and walk around. So um, I think that once you have, like, a really good – perfect storm of businesses and events and things to do in a great environment, I think it just works and it makes a vibrant downtown. That was one thing I think, and Rachel, you could probably attest to this because we, I'm, we sat and talked after the first meeting. Number one, we were, or 
number one, we were overwhelmed after that first food truck event. Oh, yeah. But two, it was kind of cool to talk to people. I know I talked to Samantha at Cottonwood, and she talked about just how busy they were. And that surprised me because I guess we didn't really put that together as how much people would stay downtown. Well, I think it, it, I think it all circles back to parking, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, um, that's true. Because that night particularly that night when we had the first one we had eight food trucks with eight or nine yeah eight or nine wasn't nearly enough it doesn't matter (laughs) it was like a quarter of what we needed um but so many like thousands of people wanted to come right and for thousands of people to come thousands of people weren't sitting in Mackey Street parking lot because there wasn't room so they had to find parking which is what we want people to do every day but that particular night they had to find parking there were people parked at the brewery and walking down Now, I can probably say that 90% of those people have never walked from Briggs Street to Lee Street. And so along that trail, they saw things that they haven't seen before, businesses they haven't seen before, things that piqued their interest, things that wanted it made them want to come back and check it out further. And so I think what happened that particular night in regards to the the businesses that that chose to stay open and that were, and even the restaurants, people started walking and they started seeing things and getting more comfortable with the environment. And um, when they got to the food trucks, they either chose to stand in line for an hour or they chose to leave and to walk back down the street and find one of those restaurants that was open or walk into one of those shops. And I think that because of the parking and, and how far out people had to park, when they discovered the new things, it just naturally filled up the stores and the restaurants that evening. And it really was a win-win. We had trucks that sold out pretty early that night. And then we had restaurants. It was a (laughs) win-lose. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Lose for us. Because we we had to completely go back to the drawing board and say, how do we make this better? Yes. But it was great. It was great. And it's an event that, I mean, food brings people. People like food. People like music. And people like food. And when you marry the two of those things, you almost always are going to hit a home run. So... And to Rachel's point, I actually really liked the layout of this food truck crawl. I went to one food food truck event before the pandemic um, when they were all centrally located in the same area. And having them all spread out really gave me the opportunity to run around and see downtown and see all the different shops because I think that those things often get overlooked. And when you take the moment to look around and see what's out there, there are really so many unique areas i mean yes they all sell certain things but they do it in their own special way and there's not you can find things in these shops that you can't find anywhere else yeah i agree and, and i think too us sitting on two major u.s highways 84 41 i mean for me for example i live on towards Hira. so if i didn't work downtown but say i work somewhere you know towards lake park on 41 downtown's a pass-through for me and when you're going through there supposed to be going through there at 25 miles per hour that still is too fast to really pay attention and to see because you know you're navigating the other cars and traffic lights and things so when you give people an opportunity to stop when you could set up an event that that draws people and they want to stop that's when you start exposing a different audience to what we have to offer well the food truck event also probably brings in a different audience then that typically comes to downtown and perception is sometimes reality. And the perception is that, that has been that 
downtown draws a certain group. Well, that food truck event shows that anybody can come downtown. You know, that event, once again, you got food, you got music, and it's affordable. And also, it gives you an opportunity, like you were talking earlier, to stop in a shop and say, oh, I I like this clothing. I like this. I like that. And it's not out of reach for us. I mean, I don't think there's anything that's really out of reach, you know, for for someone downtown, you know. And and I also think that event has made the people who come down here skew a little younger. Yes. So there's more young professionals enjoying the fruits of downtown as opposed to maybe it was in the past. Yeah, well, I mean, you have to, like, look at all of us sitting here right now. We're all would be considered in the younger, younger a younger demographic, I would say. Um, and we know what interests us. So as long as we're doing things, I feel like, as long as we're doing things that we like and that are interesting to us, then people like us who are of the same age age group um, are going to like it, too. But then you have then you have the small businesses that cater to an older population or even a younger population. So it's just a good mix. You it know? is. And I think one thing, and Vanessa can probably attest to this because she handles a lot of our social media, specifically our Instagram, is those murals are like the hottest thing right now. And just kind of having them be a photo spot. I know you're getting lots of content creation from that. So that's a good marketing Yeah. Tool. Every time we post any of those murals, we get so many positive responses and we get people responding with photos of their children in front of the murals and they're just so excited to see it and it adds some color to the area. Well, and I think when you when you have a, an interesting place to walk around and to look at, I think that helps too. It helps with the vibrancy of the area. Um, I mean, who doesn't like to look at pretty pictures or, or nice something that's a nice backdrop where you can take your own pretty pictures. I think that's important. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's 2021. Who is not taking a selfie in front of something right. that looks good? Yeah. It's got to be Instagram worthy. It has to not. be. And <laughs> downtown is. It's very Instagram worthy. There's not a corner that you turn that can't make for an amazing photo. Well, there, and, and that's been like that even pre murals. Downtown has been the place where photographers come. Right? That's true. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you come down here on the weekend on a Saturday morning. You can almost definitely find a photographer yeah. doing senior photos, wedding photos, whatever. Um, my family have done yeah. photos in downtown. Yeah. yeah. At Christmas time, like everybody's having a pop up shoot somewhere <laughs> along mm-hmm. Benny's Alley. I mean, yeah. it's just, it is what it is. It's, it is beautiful. And when they did that master plan back in the beginning, what was that? 2010. Yeah. I mean, who, who, I was not there. Uh, you were there. I was there. I mean, the visionaries that were in that meeting just laid the groundwork and then opened up an opportunity for us future people to come in and just kind of continue laying laying the decorative pieces on the the solid foundation right. that was already in place. Yeah, I was going to say, fun fact, there was no placemaking in that except for maybe some park improvements. And so uh, you're right. I mean, it, it the the solid foundation then helps us make it pretty. Yeah. And pretty is fun. Uh, sure. There's been a lot of beautification efforts this year. And I think that's because you have Mark Barber's support, our city manager. He he wants to see downtown looking its best. And, and so y'all have kind of hit the ground with our public works crews and made sure that 
you know, it stays pretty and it looks pretty and, and we add new things to make it look good. Well, and I think the creation of the public art committee kind of helped too, but even even more so in the last few years with a better partnership with them. I think that the effort was kind of put in place, but then again, you know, I think that um, that we kind of took that ball and ran with it too. And I think that most of the beautification efforts or the pu- placemaking efforts or public art really is centered in downtown. And I think that's a that was kind of deliberate because this is where you can get out and walk around. And the art center is walk, is in walking distance. A VSU is in walking distance. Like right. everything that is revolved around the arts, everything is literally within walking distance of City Hall. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense. And Public Art Advisory Committee does a great job and um, will continue to do a great yeah, job. Yeah, I was going to say, stay tuned. The wheels are turning. Are. <laughs> There's more to come. Always. Well, and you have so many shops like kaleidoscope and art and soul that if they don't provide the art themselves they provide it from local vendors and i think that's an amazing thing to see these downtown shops do is they support local artists and local vendors and Mm -hmm. it really helps broaden valdosta as a community yeah like when you think about um kaleidoscope and you think about art and soul and you think about cottonwood particularly those three they're all artists like the owners the people who own them the the families and the businesses they're artists themselves and so you've got somebody who wants to be an entrepreneur and make money and open a small business but on top of it they're artists creativity is just going to skyrocket and they they take ownership of that and it's incredible i think really i mean this is the only place in town you can buy art really unless you're going to buy mass produced something then original art yeah yeah absolutely yeah you anybody go to hobby lobby and buy a picture of something that is in literally 500,000 other homes across the country, or you can come downtown in Valdosta and you can find something that is unique and there's only one of them. Do you pay a little bit more? Probably. Is it worth it? Yes, absolutely. I started collecting original art when I graduated high school and people give you money, you know, as like graduation gifts and you don't know what to do with it because you're 18 and you're like, don't know what to do with money. I started buying original artwork. And I have in my home all original artwork, and I love it. Love it. So, and de- a lot of it came from downtown, these yeah. guys down here. And by purchasing something from Cottonwood or Art and Soul, you're supporting a local artist. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're helping your local You're your supporting economy. them financially, but you're also giving them the, giving them the incentive to keep Continue. Going. And that is that is the most important part. You know, obviously you want to support people financially, but to give somebody the the feel good and the good feeling that somebody wants what they what they were able to create, it pushes it. And you know, I left um, Shea Wood off that list. Also, they are full slammed full of amazing art that is all done locally. Well, and you have um, our our art gallery, the Artists on Ashley. I yeah, mean, see, <laughs> I mean, they're all over the place. I can't even remember. You've got them so many. All. Yeah. It, You've got a lot. Literally, if you want art and you want to be different, downtown's it. That's yeah. where you come. From between the Turner Center and Shea What. And Shea What. That that's where you go. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. Yeah. You can find plenty. There's no doubt. And if you don't see something you like, they're all artists. Tell them. They can make it. They can make it. Okay, so we're in March. That means you're coming off the heels of your love downtown campaign. Yes. I know you don't have exact figures I don't. yet. But how'd it go overall? Uh, I did not hear 
negative or positive. I just didn't hear anything, to be honest with you. And I take that as a good thing. Um, they were all equipped with plenty of registrations from the jump or registration sheets. So um, we'll collect those. I can tell you last year it was a huge month, which in a typically slow month for retail and restaurants um, coming off of the holidays, plus tax, you know, people are trying to file taxes, haven't yet gotten taxes back. If that's their, you know, thing that they usually like to go make fun purchases with. Um, so it's not really a good month, but last year and Ellen may actually have kind of the impact of last year. Do you have, I don't think I do. Um, it was a big, now I will say I'm, I would guess just knowing probably it was not as good as it was last year, just because we're in different circumstances this year than we were last year um you know february of last year we we thought our world was normal we thought everything (laughs) was gonna just press forward like it always did and then march hit and we all lost our minds and our sanity and we didn't know what was coming so we all are a little bit more educated and honestly maybe a little bit more fiscally responsible because you didn't we didn't know what was going on so i would assume that maybe february 2021 wasn't as good as february 2020 but moving forward um when this rain stops here that we've all experienced and, and things start blooming and azaleas start blooming and the trees have leaves again, it's going to, it'll, it'll be better than 2020. I think the incentive's still there though. Like I, I know I cannot win just because I'm a city I can't employee. either. And they tried to get me to fill a form <laughs> now. And I'm like, I can't, I but can't I've made that. several purchases downtown in February yeah. um, that, you know, they, they gave the slip and, yeah. the, and the pad was pretty thin. So I know that there was lots of people before me yeah. that had made purchases, but 200, what, $250? Is it 200? Yeah, sure. What are those? I don't remember. I'll have yeah, to look back. Either one. Doesn't matter. You That's a good a bit of money. Yeah. It's a good little shopping spree. It is. I so. will take it any day. All right. We'll wrap up. But any last things that you just kind of want to throw out there going into 2021? New events? Anything? So yeah, I guess our biggest, um, we, we, yeah, our, our biggest kickoff, like really kicking things off is going to come in April. Um, you know, the Azalea festivals down the road in, in March, so we don't do much in April, but in, or in March, but in April, we're going to kick things off. Maker's Market's back. That's a huge one for us. Um, that's going to kick off. I think it's the 10th. And with that, sidewalk sale is going to be happening. Um, sidewalk chalk competition, which is always a fun time, is going to be happening all at the same time. Live music, food, mimosas, Bloody Mary. It doesn't matter. We got all kinds of stuff. So that is going to be kind of the kickoff for 2021 in downtown. Solid one. So we're really excited. Um, we didn't get to do this last year because of COVID. But we are bringing back Super Dad 5K this year in June saturday before father's day so 24 hours i'm really gonna have to start working out again to run that because the last time i ran it with my sister-in-law i almost died but the reward is so sweet it is sweet um because there's nothing like drinking a cold beer at 9 a.m after running three miles uh i can't speak from experience but the look on everyone's (laughs) everyone's face told me that that was in fact the case oh yeah my husband is thrilled that's all of his favorite things Beer and running? Exactly. <laughs> I go for A. Rachel, you, you have to be there to take pictures of all the people at the end in their amazing costumes, um, so you can't possibly run it. <laughs> I 
absolutely. It would. I would be doing a disservice to the event itself if I was not there to make sure yes. that everything was going the way it was supposed to be going. Now, is it just for dads, or can anyone run? Anyone, anyone can run. So we had, um, la- we had moms running it. We had grandmas running it. We had dads uncles so what we always say is it's for obviously the super dads in your life or anybody who's influenced you like a father or uh, ashlyn and her sister-in-law ran yeah it was it i think we marketed like run for dad with dad or in honor of dad so yeah. oh that's cute. Fit in one of the categories people with their like dogs on the leash running it people with strollers running it um, um, I think the, how old was the oldest? She was like ninety something. Yeah, wow, that's impressive. And then the lady that won, right? Wasn't she pregnant? She was pregnant with a and pushing a stroller. Yeah, she's the real MVP. They their family are very athletic. Yeah, she was incredible. But the costumes were the coolest thing. It so is. bring on your costume game. Yeah, superheroes. Just think superheroes. So we'll do a fun T-shirt. We'll give out medals. We'll have beer. We'll have, um, we did like a couple food trucks out there that morning um, with coffee and we'll probably have good coffee out there, but have them bring out some um, and then we'll, you know, get somebody out there. We had daylight donuts and people had beer and donuts and it was literally amazing. Yes. Yeah, I'm not a big runner. I'll probably be waiting at the finish line you with a cold beer. You can stay me <laughs> and your camera and you can take that. There we go. <laughs> If you don't want to run, though, I know Ellen wanted to plug our fabulous benches that you can sit on. <laughs> yes. So if you prefer to be a spectator <laughs> yes. during a 5K event, um, yeah, we have a we have benches downtown, and they're part of our streetscape. But the interesting thing about our benches, which benches aren't generally all that all that interesting to talk about, is you can adopt one. And um, you can do you can adopt a, a bench in honor of or in memory of any of your your loved ones or a business or anything you really want or yourself to yeah yourself uh we don't care we'll 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 honor it i'll honor we'll honor whatever yeah um so you know you can check out our website on that and get some more information on that but we do have benches available for adoption downtown as well yeah our website is really the place to go for all info um but austinmainstreet.com believe you can even get there by downtown thanks to one of our business owners downtown uh, <laughs> owning that url and pointing yes. it in our direction yeah um but their social media uh facebook instagram are are the ones that we use most you can dm us at all hours of the night no Rachel, you will not Some answer us, at all hours. Of Rachel the night. does a really good job of responding quickly. So. Some of us don't sleep as well as others and do get online at 3 a.m. So uh, we'll answer you um, and we will help you and we will point you in the right direction if we can't help you. And that's what we are here for. Yes. So stay tuned for upcoming events and thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm sure we will have you back. We were glad to be here. Yes. Absolutely. Anytime. Great first show. So if you're listening on <laughs> if you're listening on YouTube, perhaps you can always go to the app store on your phone and um, you can get updates on when we post new podcast alerts and um, listen to other podcasts via the podcast store. So um, it's available in there, too, and on our website. So just check us out and tune in for the next episode.